Welcome to the A-Dub Club, a podcast about sci-fi, fantasy, technology, pop culture, the internet, and general nerdery. There are three things that are important to know. One, we occasionally use swear words, but try to stay in the range of PG-13, or at least the kind of R that cool parents are fine with. Two, we may talk spoilers. In this particular episode, we discuss Avengers Infinity War and most other movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so be warned. And finally, three, most importantly... Marvel was once able to skirt a law that required toys that looked like humans be taxed by saying, these X-Men aren't human toys, they're mutants. With that out of the way, welcome to the clubhouse. We have snacks. Welcome to the A-Dub Club. My name is Andrew Whipple. I am Alex Wade. See, it's not even a bit anymore. It's not even a bit anymore. I genuinely forget nope. <laughs> that the way we do a back and forth is that I say a thing, you say a thing, and then I would say a, a thing. And and it's, it's you know. Yeah, just uh, no third things. No Comedy third comes things. in twos, you know. Comedy comes in twos. That's the true statement. Uh, how are you doing, Alex Wade? It's been, a, it's been a minute. Yeah, it has. It's been, it's been more than a month, hasn't it? Maybe, probably, something along those lines. Yeah, because the last one was uh, was my birthday. Damn. Hey, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the last one was on death and immortality, which was fun. And then we went silent. Uh, but yeah, in the month or so since we've done an episode, uh, a big, big movie came out. A movie that apparently, as of yesterday, just topped $1.9 billion worldwide, which is what? insanity. Uh, and that is the Marvel movie Avengers Infinity War. Um, and today for our episode, we're going to do another one of those fun little cop-outs uh, and say that our question is, what did you think of Avengers Infinity War? Good. Yeah. Same. End of episode. We're done. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you'll be hearing the music swelling in, and then we'll cut to our uh, little post-credits. Uh, beyond that. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. So we both agree it's a good movie. We liked it. Um, what? What would be sort of yep. your, you know, your paragraph long, a uh, couple sentences of uh, thoughts on on Infinity War? Uh, man, I just kind of feel bad about saying it. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad about like because I really did enjoy it, but my review, you know, would be like safe. Uh, yeah, mm. it it had a bit of feeling in it of um of what I felt after the last Jedi um of like this movie isn't meant for this movie like this movie is meant for the ones that come after it um and like it like the Infinity War felt like I definitely felt this feeling a lot less so watching Infinity War um mm. because it on its own was a decent movie but um it did have a bit of like preparatory feel to it of like we're doing this so that the next one can be good Hmm. but beyond that of like i really enjoyed um you know as i said before the interactions between like new sets of superheroes um i enjoyed most of the comedy but sometimes like Drax as the the comedic uh, punchline to like twenty jokes in that movie. I was I don't know, like yeah. I can only stand absurdist uh, literal humor so much. <laughs> like, sure, 
<laughs> I don't know, how about you? Um, I think for me, I have a – so my opening statement, I guess, is I really, really loved the experience of watching the movie, I think, more than I loved the movie itself. Um, and for me, kind of the same but opposite version for, as for you, whereas for you, it felt like a lot of plate setting for um, – uh, the movies to come for me it felt like this is a big culmination of the 18 movies previous uh and a big part of that was because i watched all 18 movies in preparation for this uh yeah. which also entirely turned around my whole opinions of the marvel cinematic universe and i went from someone who was pretty met on it overall uh to someone that became an unabashed fan um but <laughs> it i don't know i guess for me it really felt like a similar experience to watching a really good like season finale of game of thrones or something like that, but for a movie series. Um, and so I, interesting. I, I think I, 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 I agree, totally agree with you that it's a competently made movie that is, you know, good on its own as far as that takes you. But uh, for me, it was uh, the experience of watching it after having watched so many of these movies over the last 10 years. And then over the previous month, um, that it felt like a not complete culmination because I, I also agree that it, it was a lot of setting up for Avengers four, but, um, yeah, it, it tied everything together, even if it didn't put a cap on it. What I'm really curious about is what do they already have a schedule for like the next movies, right? Yes, they do. That's and um, okay, as as will be said in the beginning, spoilers for Infinity War will be in the whole pre blah, blah, blah. Um, but for now, maybe let's say for real, like spoilers, spoilers, go back. It's been out for a yeah. month or whatever. So who cares? Uh, yeah, everyone so, died. <laughs> uh, everyone dies or half of everyone dies. It's bad. Um, and the two movies that are coming out next is Ant-Man and the Wasp is coming out pretty soon. And then there's a Spider-Man sequel. Um, okay. and, uh, and the Captain Marvel, I think are the three ones that are coming out between now and Avengers four. Uh, and I believe all three are set before, infinity avengers 4 or and before infinity war um i know that's the case for the okay. spider-man one and captain marvel captain marvel's like supposed to be set in the 90s i think um yeah and i don't know i think that's also the case for ant-man okay so, yeah, so they're, so they're, they're dealing with it by just ignoring it that's good i'm glad <laughs> um that but i mean part i'm kind of glad but also like that could be so cool like did you ever watch agents of shield I did not. No, uh, I, I'm agreeing with you on that point because I, I started watching Agents of Shield when it first came out, and I watched like maybe five or six episodes and got was like very mad on it, and was like, ah, "This is not a very good show." Um, I was told towards the end of the first season, like io9 and everyone was saying that like, "Hey, Agents of Shield got really good." So I went back, and they said like, "Watch these specific episodes," and the moment when it gets really, really good is when the episode right after winter soldier came out because agents of shield is all about shield and winter soldier is all about, Hey, shield is full of Hydra. And so then agents of shield immediately switches to having to deal with the fact that now shield has fallen apart. Half of shield is Hydra. One on one of their key team members is secretly a Hydra agent. Um, and then the show wow. became super, super good from that point on petered off a little bit, I think around season three and I need to catch up on it. But, uh, exactly stuff like that of 
the big universe shattering effects of one movie in this case turned a tv show from meh to great yeah well i mean that's the kind of thing that i want to see that's the kind of like risks that i wanted to see this movie take um that they just didn't like Mm -hmm. i mean they technically took a risk of like killing off half the universe but that is still a very like i'm sure exactly who has been destroyed or killed or you know removed from existence and who was in this movie was carefully calculated over like five years or whatever Mm -hmm. right um and there's that uh, i don't know i just wanted to see more risks yeah we're hopping around a little bit um maybe after we talk a little bit about the ending then we can jump back and talk about the rest of the movie but um did the deaths have impact on you as you were watching both the ones leading up to snapping the fingers and everyone melts away and then when everyone melted away um yeah so i'd say so who who's the order of people dying like loki dying that was so yeah that was heimdall and loki die um on the asgardian ship um yeah i don't know that was kind of big but it was kind of like for me whenever someone died it was like okay so since there were so many stars in there mm-hmm. and they're like who wasn't in there uh ant-man uh, Hawk, hawkeye uh, and ant-man hawkeye. i think are the two yeah i don't know i was i just feel very yeah. uh, not conceited but but uh uh that's not the word what's the word for when you are cynical cynical yeah i don't know i just feel very cynical yeah, yeah um, cynical is the word for when you're feeling cynical that's true yeah <laughs> It's that, but I, yeah, I don't know. I feel very cynical watching the movie. It just seemed like it was produced. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. Sure, um, but yeah, let's see. In term, in terms of deaths, Heimdall and Loki get killed in the Asgardian ship. Um, I think the next one is Gamora um, at the Soul Stone bit, uh, and then I think Gamora. Then I think it's Vision. Uh, during the battle, which then gets reversed, but then killed again. Uh, and then it's the big snapping the fingers, which uh, let's see if we have a list of who all the various people are. Um, okay, Wikipedia. Uh, Bucky, Black Panther, Groot, uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, Falcon, Mantis, Drax, Peter Quill, uh, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. That was big. I mean, I really want to. I. Uh, that's when it got interesting. And Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Yes, but that's that's the problem with the movies. Like that was when the movie got like seriously interesting. Like mm. that's when it was like, okay, these are the decisions they made. I know I complained earlier about how like they they made these in advance, but whatever, because like you got to make decisions, right? But sure, it just felt like that was really the risk they were taking. I want to see what happens now. I don't know. I'm too cynical about this shit. Let's let's dive because I think that'll be a fun conversation at the end to talk about like where do you think things go from here and and what about Avengers four and and uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, let's go back and talk a little bit about the movie. Uh, do we want to? Yeah. Uh, so in terms of like broad threads that happen throughout the movie, um, like you said, there's a lot of the cool thing about this movie is all these different characters interacting in neat ways. Um, there's one thread that has Thor meeting up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, which then also splits off into uh, threads that 
Thor sort of leads as well as then ones where uh, Star Lord um, goes off and and does his thing, uh, which eventually meets up with another yeah. thread of uh, Iron Man and Spider Man and Doctor Strange um, that go off into space after uh, Doc Strange gets kidnapped on Earth. Uh, and there, oh, what, what even are the other threads? There's so many threads of this gosh dang movie because there's like 45 characters. Um, yeah. let's, yeah, why don't we talk about the Hulk one, or not Hulk, excuse me, uh, Thor and Guardians first while I yeah, sure. figure out who we uh, are. So, are. so what, uh, Thor, Thor met up with the Guardians and then he went off to, uh, build his new weapon with Groot and um, uh, Rocket Raccoon to meet uh, Tyrion. Yep. The Lannister in in the space forge. Um, I mean, there's not really much to say about that in my opinion. It was kind of like a MacGuffin chase to make a new weapon Mm -hmm. that had some like really cool visuals. Um, Here's one thing I will say though. Um, the combo of Thor Ragnarok and uh, Infinity War has turned Thor into one of my favorite Marvel characters. Uh, I really liked Thor in this movie. Interesting. Why? Uh, for me, I mean, a huge part of it came from that moment. One, I mean, Chris Hemsworth is just super funny. And I think the movies previous have not given him enough time to like be as funny as he is um yeah. and it was good paying him with the guardians because cool you're paying him with the comedic characters uh but for me it all came down to that scene where he's talking with rocket uh in the spaceship about like hey you know what what about your dad oh my dad's dead what about your mom mom's dead too what about your brother he's dead he's yeah. died before but he's probably gonna die again and then when it, it finally gets real and Chris Hemsworth says whatever the line is about like uh, he how he needs to kill Thanos and is like trying not to cry and it it hit me a lot. It was very good acting Wait, on Chris Hemsworth's part. Oh, it's the part that's on the spaceship when he's talking to Rocket. Um, yes, when he's uh, like, okay, tell us. Captain. Yeah, yeah. When Rocket said that, yeah, okay, uh, I, I get that. I think Thor he's he's definitely changed a lot since he his original character, which is. I yeah. think it's really awesome because not honestly, many of the other characters have done that um, outside of like the first movie they were in of um, mm-hmm. like uh, who is, who is uh, uh, like, like Gomorrah used to be uh, an assassin. And then she like softened up, right. Or whatever. But then she's that yep. same person after that first movie arc. Right. Um, and I mean, the only other person I can really think of who's changed as much as him has been, uh captain america but Mm -hmm. captain america he's changed and more like a he's gotten wiser and realized like what america's really about um and he just feel like he's gotten more jaded to be honest (laughs) yeah yeah definitely Um, (laughs) yeah but jaded in an interesting way of i don't know that's the whole thing about captain america about like he's the ultimate patriot in that he will fight for what he believes about America, even if it means fighting America to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, but, I mean, yeah. cool. His new axe is really, really awesome. I'm a little bit frustrated about how like, Oh, 
the huge through line of uh, Thor Ragnarok was, hey, you don't need your hammer. Uh, the power is within you all along. Except for now, I need to go get another big axe because I need more power. Um, yep. Anyway, I actually do. Uh, right. Yep. Uh, the rest of the Guardians uh, then go off and try and get the uh, Reality Stone um, away from no Reality Stone, Power Stone, whichever stone was with the Collector. Um, that was a Reality one. Yeah. Yep. Reality Stone. That was um, a really. I really liked the use of the stones. I mean, outside of the the like story and plot of the thing, every like little bit of the movie was really cool in the sense of like yeah. that, the scene where he turned them into spaghetti or stone after they tried to attack him uh, with the collector, mm-hmm. you know, um, or like he shot the gun and there were bubbles that came out. Um, just the tidbits like that were really nice. Also, Thanos. Yep. I loved Thanos. Thanos, yeah. This, uh, yeah. Talk more about, about your thoughts on Thanos. Yeah, I mean, something I really liked about Thanos is he um, he has this, this, I would describe it as like a quiet arrogance. Um, it's like a, he, he, he knows exactly how powerful he is. Um, and in all the fights that he's in, he takes punches and he gets angry and he he can use his power so much more in all of those fights. Um, like he didn't need there. Uh, that was something that I found interesting was, was like normally when things like that happen and it's like, Oh, Hey, um, that's so stupid. Why didn't he just use his infinity stones to kill everyone when he only had like two or three of them? Right. He could have easily killed them all. Um, but he didn't because I feel like it's in his character to have these interesting fights, you know? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I know. I definitely, I think I agree. And I also think there's a little element of Thanos that like, uh, skipping around plot lines a bit, but, um, in the fight with Iron Man, um, on, on Titan of like, even when he is about to, uh, try and kill him, he's like, Hey, you fought really well. Hey, I hope everyone remembers you. Um, or everyone that survives remembers you. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, I think there is that sort of respect that he has for the people that he's fighting in a perverse way. It makes him, a, I mean, he's a person. That's, that's what I really like about his character. He's not this big, bad, evil guy. I mean, he is, he is that, but in addition to that, yeah. like he, he has purpose and he has kindness. He has, like at first I was a little bit skeptical of the scene when he, he was like getting the soul stone and he's like, Oh, mm-hmm. I do love someone. It's Gamora and I'm throwing and I'm killing Gamora. At first I was kind of a little bit like, okay, but does he really care about this person who he's like basically tortured and killed his, her family and you know, but I, I don't know. I kind of bought into it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll say that scene hit me when i was watching it in the theater uh i'm guessing a big part of that is just that like hey it's a well-made movie and it's you know a little bit cheap emotional manipulation but uh and how good of an actor uh josh brolin and zoe saldana are yes um, but uh yeah that works for me also oh, the the it being red skull uh as the the keeper of the soul stone 
destroyed me the first time I saw it in the theaters, um, particularly because I had seen the first Captain America so recently and also really always liked the I, Captain America has been my favorite Avenger and favorite uh, through line of the of the series. Um, yeah previous to this and so like holy shit it's red skull oh my god yeah i mean uh do you know why he's there um the i think the explanation is that when he got teleported away in the end by the the tesseract uh at the end of the first captain america movie um that uh, I think he says something along the lines of like to punish me, it sent me here. Um, and yeah. then uh, the whole like, Oh, you know, it's the ultimate power that I'll never be able to have because I, my interpretation of that is because there's nothing he loves because he's an insane person um, and a Nazi yeah. uh, too much of a Nazi to even be a Nazi. Uh, yeah. But okay. That's cool. But yeah. It was fun. That was a cool scene. Uh, the soul stone. I mean, what do you know? What the soul stone does? Is that like the life stone or something? Ah, uh, honestly, I don't. I don't know because I. Because here's the thing: I've ne- never read, historically read Marvel comics or really many comics at all. Um, yeah. So everything I know about the Infinity Gauntlet, I know from watching the movies. Um, Good. <laughs> But yeah, the we can chat about it a little bit more when we talk about like, oh, what do we think is going to happen next? Um, there's some theories I've heard about like the Soul Stone and how the Soul Stone might work and how that might lead into the way things play out in in uh, in Avengers Four. Um, but we can chat about that in a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that plot line, Guardians. They try to stop him on nowhere, uh, and because Gamora knows the location of the Soul Stone, uh, tells Peter, "Hey, you're gonna have to kill me if he captures me." And he tries, but can't quite do it. And then, uh, and then also, his gun shoots bubbles uh, when he does try. Uh, she gets kidnapped. She leads him to Soul Stone. And then Thanos has to kill her in order to get the Soul Stone because Soul Stone demands a sacrifice yeah. of whatever you love most in the world. Um, and then the rest of the guardians decide to go to Titan in order to uh, yeah. try and kill Thanos where they meet up with leaping a million years back into the story. Uh, the thread of uh, Captain America, not Captain America, uh, Iron Man, Dr. Strange yes. and Spider-Man. I really liked that interaction of Dr. Strange and Iron Man um, of just like, uh, there are these two arrogant in their own ways um, I mean, Doctor Strange definitely in his own movie, like that was his character arc was becoming like more humble and, you know, not this arrogant heart surgeon or whatever. Right. Um, but he still mm-hmm. has this like holier than thou. I'm here to protect your universe. Uh, and my my way is the only way that matters kind of sense about him, um, which does not mesh well, obviously, with Iron Man, uh, which yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, and Spider-Man is there, too, yeah. uh, which uh, you I, here's what I will say. Um, I had not seen the Spider-Man movie until I uh, Spider-Man Homecoming until I rewatched all 18 Marvel movies in one sitting, not one sitting, but one month. Uh, mm-hmm. And it became my second favorite uh, Marvel movie after okay. Winter Soldier, which is my favorite. Uh, I loved 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 
Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm okay with them remaking Spider-Man movies. They're usually pretty good. Like, at least the first one in the series is always good. Yeah, and it's good. And it's not like a – it's not an origin story movie. Um, It takes place after Civil War uh, or maybe partially. Yeah. I don't remember. I I think maybe Civil War happens like – in between the first scene and the rest of the movie yeah. or something like that. But uh, it's it's really good. Part of it, part of the reason why I like this tangent to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming, part of why I liked it is it's also like a, a high school teen movie that also is a superhero movie and a Marvel movie at the same time. Okay. And I really like like John Hughesy teen, teen movies. Uh, so it's fun. Uh, I got really mad that there, this is not a spoiler, but, uh, well, I guess it is a spoiler, but not a meaningful one, uh, that their final, the, the homecoming dance that happens during the movie is set is an eighties themed one. Okay. And the fight doesn't happen at the eighties themed homecoming dance. We only see like two seconds of the dance. And I'm like, no, that would have been the best. Why even make why even make a high school Spider-Man movie with an 80s themed homecoming dance if you don't have your fight happen at the 80s themed homecoming dance? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Uh, Anyway, uh, this is a little bit more of a spoiler ish kind of. um, But Iron Man is a big character in uh, the Spider-Man movie. um, And a key through line is this sort of like surrogate dad relationship between uh, Peter and Tony and man it uh it i don't know it pays off in this movie in a really sad way yeah uh assuming that things don't get undone that was something that really i mean the end of the movie of like him snapping his fingers and people disappearing that Mm -hmm. i mean i said this before like that was the interesting part that was like yeah oh when i mean obviously it's everything's gonna be fine because what um benedict cumberbatch Doctor Strange is like, if there's only one way, he's like, I had to give the stone. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. We'll see. He's gonna, we'll see. But also like, I'm afraid, like the, the thing about Thanos is he's a real person, right? And he, he has the capability of doing good because he thinks that he is doing good. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm just kind of afraid that it's going to end up with some touchy feely, a heart, to heart conversation with Thanos about how, Hey, maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. <laughs> and then he's gonna be like, and be like, Oh, okay. Snap my fingers. Everything's back to normal. <laughs> huh? Interesting. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Um, but I mean, that's what happens quite possibly, in the, quite uh, possibly. In the comic books I had read about apparently like he, he regrets his decision. Hmm. Um, and he realizes like he's now a God and can do whatever he wants and he can just change his mind. I mean, Hey, it happens. Yeah. It happens. He's a real person. So I guess maybe make him play like a real yeah, person. We all make mistakes. Uh, anything else uh, to talk about on the Iron Man uh, side of the uh, side of the um, movie? Yeah, I love Iron Man. He's been in like what every single movie since Iron Man, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, he's yep. the cash cow. Uh, and I, I thought this was his and Captain America's last movie. For some reason, I heard that rumor. Yeah, I, I did too. But it's not, and I'm a little frustrated by that because, like, there needs to be a new generation. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that more when we talk about what we think will happen next. Because I have thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think, uh, I think, yeah, that. Uh, and after this, maybe we can also talk about the Captain America side of the movie. Um, I. 
wish that they had gotten a little more to do both cap and Tony, uh, in this one. Um, because I mean, there's only so much you can do in such a humongously overstuffed movie, but, uh, in comparison to like civil war in particular, or the first Avengers movie, um, yeah, it's, it's not as driven by them, um, as previous Avengers movies. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like, I feel like Thor gets a little bit more, maybe partially by virtue of him being in a smaller crew, uh, than other folks. Uh, he's certainly not the lead of the movie by any stretch, but of the three Avengers, he feels like it feels like he leads his plot line more yeah, than he was the others to me. He, at was, least. he was in charge of his own destiny. Cool. Anything else with Doctor Stranger or Spider-Man or, or Tony? Um, it was nice to see the time stone finally get used. Yeah. Like, so, so far I've seen, I mean, so far I've seen two things. I've seen him use it in against the Shan, Shan, I just rewatched the scene in Doctor Strange of how he keeps dying over and over again. Mm-hmm. There's that scene. Yeah. Then there's this scene where he looks into the future and that's it. That's the only way I've seen the time stone be used. I think. Yeah. To be fair, this is only the second movie it's been in, but True. yeah. Uh, but it's one of the infinity stones. Like, come on. Doctor Strange is such a okay movie, but it looks so unbelievably yes, cool. That's, that's what I loved about Doctor Strange was for the time scene for the scenes. There was one that was like going through the city and they kept like yeah. doing all these crazy things with like inception style, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it was cool. I really enjoyed watching that movie. Yep. Guy, I wish Rachel McAdams is such a good actress. I wish that she was in a better movie. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Strange is cool though. He's, he's probably my favorite, uh, superhero because he's just a wizard. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> like he's, straight up a wizard and that's so cool to have i wish that they did more that scarlet witch got to do more good things because scarlet witch is very cool but there's like her character is so severely half-baked in every every time everything other than age of ultron which is a bad movie (laughs) she's just like uh, i don't know there's so many threads with with scarlet witch that like if they gave them enough time and played with them enough would be the coolest thing of like, they never talk about the fact that her brother died. They never talk like, do you actually deal with her? A thing about like, I'm weird and and super powerful and can't control my powers and feel like a weapon. They never really deal with that. They never really deal, spend enough time on her relationship with vision, uh, all of which could be very cool and, and, and make her the best. But I mean, isn't this only her second movie? Uh, this is, I think her third, maybe her fourth uh oh maybe third so yeah age of ultron civil war and gotcha civil war yeah so i mean she's just been like she has never had her i mean i guess age of ultron is technically her own movie but that was still like she was an ancillary character yeah who was like the i don't know not the goal the i don't know it was still an avengers movie centric movie and she was she was brought up there and then in the other ones, it was like she was tacked on and not really that important. Yep. Yep. But whatever, because they'll bring her back to life and then she'll be one of the core Avengers in the next generation, probably. Um, and yep. everyone will be That'll happy. Be cool. 
speaking speaking of which, let's go to the one last plotline line that we haven't talked about, the uh, Captain America side of things, um, where uh, really, I guess, the Captain America, Scarlet Witch, and Vision um, yeah. side of things, uh, where they get attacked and they're all talking about like, hey – vision has the, is made of the mind stone we should think about maybe destroying it so that way that Thanos can't get all six uh and then cap's like nope we don't trade lives we're not gonna do it uh which is a great line and it makes so much sense for captain america as yeah. a character uh and uh given that his whole entire thing is that he feels terrible at having survived uh past his time and all the people yeah. that he's left behind um and especially bucky and have Bucky having to go through all the terrible stuff that happened because he left Bucky behind. Uh, and that is his one true romantic relationship. Um, <laughs> Sorry, what? Say that again? <laughs> but they, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, and they all go to Wakanda because Sherry is very smart and they, uh, try to figure out a way to save vision's life. Um, uh, but then they all get attacked and yeah. when they all get attacked uh it's a big final battle scene in wakanda i don't know it just felt like it was kind of going through the motions uh like it was just kind of these things were happening and they were just kind of the logical progression of like oh this is what we need to do we need to go get the mindstone out of this guy we need to go make sure he's going to stay alive and okay we're going to have this big fight scene when she's trying to take out the mindstone um, or the the power stone, whatever the yellow stone from his head. It just the whole sequence felt like you can describe it all, and you can watch it muted. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree with you. I do think it is has some of my favorite ideas and moments and characters, for that matter, of the movie, but is a little bit less uh, taken as a whole is less engaging than um, the Iron Man or the Thor uh, plot lines. Um, Especially I hate this because like Black Panther is a really cool movie and I liked it a lot. Uh, But I think, yeah, Wakanda was not greatly used in this movie. It just sort of was there. It was a battleground. And even the battle, I don't know. I, you know, there's only so many, yeah. giant end of the world battles that you want to see and it you know it had some cool moments um but yeah. uh in fact the severely cool moment once thor showed up yeah. uh even if it was fully a, a you know a repeat of the cool thor moment from the battle on asgard yes. at the end of thor ragnarok um where he gets the lightning powers but yeah still, it was, it was it definitely i mean it's it's kind of like my problem with every action hero movie of this is part of the formula of like, oh, big, cool battle scene that has, you know, nice special effects and whatever that, you know, yeah. doesn't really make sense. And it's just kind of it's more like a, a catalyst for individual fight scenes to happen on the battlefield um, than anything else. Yeah. How did you feel about the fight with Thanos on Titan with Iron Man and that crew? I I liked it. Uh it was it was a little funny, um, you know, comedic. Uh and mm-hmm. it gave 
good opportunity. It was, I mean, it's kind of similar in that sense for the big fight scene of like, it's a platform for really cool things like pulling in the moon down on the planet. That was, that was the first really like, okay, he's doing something really awesome. Um, Again, I don't think he was ever in any danger of losing. And I think that he knew that. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's just kind of toying around with them uh, to have fun because, you know, he's he's in his own end game, right? He's that he has like what three or four stones at that point. Um Yeah. But they did almost get him, which I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was man. that was cool. Like and then Chris fucking Pratt, man. That was like, oh Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I loved that moment so much because it makes infinite sense for star lord especially given like uh having seen guardians of the galaxy 2 of like yeah it's kind of a repeat of the same thing that happens uh um uh, of of what happens when his dad is like oh yeah i killed your mom uh that yep he just loses it and he's like you know what i know that this is not the smartest decision but who yeah. cares i you know this is this is who i am this is how i gotta do it um but i i yeah i liked how long they played that moment of like giving me enough time to be oh i know exactly what you're gonna do but maybe you won't maybe you won't yeah. give me just enough hope that you won't that was a good moment. but instead he does that was and fucks over everything yeah yeah but the reason why i asked about that uh that fight is that yeah. for me i liked that fight a lot um and i think i think that overall with a lot of the marvel movies the f- whatever is the fight that happens around the middle um or in the first third uh tends to be a lot better and more interesting than whatever is the fight that happens at the very very end um i'm thinking about like the fight in south korea and black panther versus the actual final fight of black panther or um also the fight in south korea and uh age of ultron versus the final (laughs) fight in age of ultron or the um the big elevator fight scene in winter soldier um, compared to the ending um, that I think, I think these smaller fights tend to be more interesting, be easier to track. And, uh, and I don't know, they have more tension despite being smaller scale. Uh, And that was sort of the same way that I felt not, not in terms of like, the fights earlier in the movie, but that fight of just five of them or six of them versus Thanos compared to everyone versus this unending army. Of yeah. That was weirdo aliens. That was such an unnecessary scene. And it was like, like the, the funny part about the scene is that that whole battle was completely unnecessary. Like in, from Thanos's perspective, what did he do? He just teleported in there after he already had five stones, walked up, and took the stone. He could have done that with or without the team of people fighting, um, Uh, having this big battle. (laughs) That is an interesting point. That is a valid point. Huh. Yeah, so then uh, then now all the plot lines converge. Uh, Iron Man at all fail on to stop him on Titan. Uh, He goes down to Earth. Um, and you know, there's a moment where 
Scarlet Witch finally is like, okay, yes, I'll kill you, Vision, uh, in order to destroy the stone. It works, except for he has the time stone, so he reverses it back and then plucks the mind stone from Vision. He has all six. Thor shows up. Thor almost kills him, but then he manages to do the snap and yeah. snaps his fingers. And that that moment, that snap was so satisfying. Just ever so slowly, <laughs> half of the heroes all start melting away into dust. Yeah, and I really liked the the last moment of the movie where he's like, he does his thing. He's got his uh, his hut on whatever planet he's on, and he like is satisfied and smiling into the sunset. And there's no touch of regret yeah. in his eye. Like, yeah, he he did his thing. It's like he said. He said, "I'll finally be at peace," and then yeah, he is. Which you know, that's all we're trying to do in life is find our own peace yep even if you have to kill half the universe to do it hey live your own truth yeah god because i watched it opening night um on that thursday and just because there's i don't think there's any score during when everyone is starting to melt away and in that last little bit uh and just as everyone's melting around and everyone like the theater was completely silent. Everyone was, uh, on the edge of their seat. And then, yeah, he sits down and stares out of the, out of the sun set and it goes to credits. And then I, there was that thing of everyone was like, yep. <laughs> wait, really? That's how it ended. Yeah. Oh my God. And like, we all just sat in the theater through the credits for a while, just like soaking in it. And it was, yeah, that was, it was a lot. That was a scene. And the whole end of the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, do, do you understand what the bit was at the end of the movie? The, the, with Nick Fury and all them. Well, that one and the other one, wasn't there another end credits scene or was that the end credits scene? Uh, I don't remember. I remember the one with Nick Fury and Maria Hill, um, where, uh, they, uh, they start to disintegrate, but they send out that little transmitter. Yeah, so that is the uh, insignia of Captain Marvel. Okay. Um, and that there'll be a Captain Marvel movie coming out, I think, between now and Avengers Four, but it's a prequel, prequel or whatever. It's set in yeah. the nineties. Wow. And Brie Larson is going to play Captain Marvel. Yes, she's in a. Let's look at her IMDb. I know her. Yeah, I know her from Room and from and uh, Short Term Twelve. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, she is uh, Envy Adams and Scott Pilgrim. Do I? Just... Oh, she's in a couple episodes of Community. Wait, what? Oh, was she? She was Abed's girlfriend in Community. Yes. Oh, I'm watching that right now. But yes, so that is them calling for Captain Marvel, and presumably she will have a big import in uh, Avengers 4 and undoing this whole shenanigan. Um, Okay, anything else that we want to talk about Infinity War, odds and ends, or other things to bring up before talking about, like, what do we think this means for the future and what might happen in Avengers 4? Um, I'm trying to think of any, like, really cool scene that I liked. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Scarlet Witch vision romance and I really desperately want, uh, I, I, you know, Marvel, you only have a little bit of time to green light and get it made, uh, before Avengers four comes out, but to have there be a, uh, movie 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I 100%. I want a romantic uh, romantic drama uh, that is a Scarlet Witch solo movie that takes place between uh, Civil War and Infinity War. That is them uh, repairing their strained relationship from the end of Civil War uh, while they are on, while Scarlet Witch and Captain America's team are on the run in Europe and doing secret Avengery things. Yeah. And it'll be great. So. Yeah, it's it's like if the Hulk and Black Widow uh, romance had any chemistry at all. Yup. <laughs> uh, uh, what was your favorite scene? Oh, what was my favorite scene? Yeah. Right. Um, huh. I will think about that. Do you have one? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> well, my favorite, uh, at least, effect was mm-hmm. when they used the reality stone um, mm-hmm. in the collector's place when he just faked this whole thing yeah and they thought they killed thanos and then like the the sheen faded away and it had been burned up and destroyed um and that was just a really that cool, was cool. Tri- like i didn't expect it coming like that was like oh whoa it's like i mean when they killed thanos i was like okay there's got to be a trick here yeah but there's some shenanigans before that happened i did not expect that to be the trick yeah let's see i have a lot of favorite scenes of the movie um or at least little moments uh i really loved uh i loved thor everything with thor after he comes back on earth after the uh uh getting the axe um especially when he lands with all the lightning and when the bifrost and then when he uh attacks thanos um I really love the every Scarlet Witch and Vision scene, but uh, especially their first scenes in uh, in Scotland and that little fight scene that they have. Uh, and then when she finally was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll I'll destroy the Mind Stone." <laughs> um, what else did I really like? Uh, I liked when Peter said, Hey, or Peter Parker has said, Hey, have you seen that really old movie aliens? And then everyone laughs because it's a, he's a teenager and thinks that aliens is an old movie. <laughs> um, and I, I really liked the whole thing with the soul stone and the red skull and Gamora and Thanos. I think that was, that was a good scene. Like if I think about it for more than two seconds, I get mad about it because I'm like, yeah, I don't buy it that he loves her that much and that like, or there should have been more leading up to it or whatever. But like the scene itself was all so very cool. Yeah. And very well done. That's, so. that's for sure. And red skull. He was cool. Like he was a, a fucking red skull. Delightful addition. Like he, he really, yeah. I don't know. I felt like he was serving his time. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, it is not played by Hugo weaving, um, who what? played red skull in the, uh, first Captain America movie. Um, who is it? It's someone else that like is very good at impressions um, that they had uh, do it because partially, I don't know if this is the reason why, but I'm sure it's part of it <laughs> because Hugo Weaving is very, uh, went on a whole tear talking about how much he hated playing Red Skull and hated being in the first Captain America really? movie. And like, he's still, I think technically on contract, but it was just like, nope, not worth it. <laughs> not worth it to bring him back in because yeah uh, he yeah he complained so much about like having to be in the makeup and didn't like the movie and blah wow. blah, blah so that's rough <laughs> yeah 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 i really liked his character i mean it was it was a bit over the top yeah. but no, he was, was so good yeah i mean it was over the top but exactly as over the top as a 
<laughs> weirdo magic obsessed Nazi called the Red Skull who has a literal Red Skull for a face yeah. should be. Oh, Red Skull Nazis. Um, Red Skull. Anything else about the movie? Nah, talk about the future. Chill. Uh, yeah, so what do you think? Uh, half the universe is dead, half the universe including uh black panther who is the star of the most one of the most successful movies of all time yeah. uh so something tells me there will be a little bit of retconning that happens so they're doing a new movie next summer right yeah so next so let me actually look at what the exact i i believe that it's that there is ant-man and the wasp this summer and the next year some combination of spider-man captain marvel and avengers 4 um but i can actually look up the exact timeline Okay. I mean, I think in the future they're going to, I I don't really know how they're going to find him or I think, I think Thanos is going to have to do something. I think he's not going to be satisfied. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be like, you know, I can do more for the world. I can, I can lead, I guess. Um, mm. I don't think he's going to be done. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the upcoming movies, Ant-Man and the Wasp, July 6th this year, um, a bunch of like Sony, Mar like there's a Venom movie and uh, an X-Men movie and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then Captain Marvel, March of next year, Avengers 4, May of next year, and then Spider-Man, Homecoming 2, July of next year. Okay. So we'll have uh, Ant-Man and Captain Marvel in between this and Avengers 4. And Captain Marvel is in the nineties. And I believe Ant-Man is set before infinity war. Okay. So I guess Captain Marvel is probably going to be some MacGuffin next time. And yeah, Captain Marvel is a she, right? Yep. Um, yeah, she's probably going to have some magic way to find Thanos or something, or I don't know. Well, I don't even know anything about Captain Marvel. So yeah, I don't know too much about her either. Other than ostensibly she is, I mean, once she's joined the Avengers, she's the most power. She's sort of the Superman of the Avengers of like the most like overpowered of the overpowered superheroes. Okay. Um, so my guess is that we'll have some play of like, uh, oh, yeah, here comes an actual genuine like superhero superhero um, compared to Iron Man and uh, Captain America and Thor. Yeah. But I don't know because I've not read any Captain Marvel comics. I don't know. It's going to be, I mean, they have really a wide, they have a wide berth to be able to do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Let's see. So who's left? Um, Captain America's, I think all, well, we don't know about Hawkeye because Hawkeye wasn't in the movie, but. Or mentioned. Um, I think all of the original six Avengers, if we assume Hawkeye is also alive, made it. Um, so cap tony thor hulk uh black widow and hawkeye yeah. okay um and pretty much and then who else uh then nebula is still alive um mbaku and okoye uh from black panther uh roadie rocket and yeah and then thanos okay i don't know i can't really think of what could happen it's it's i mean it's yeah anything like not to yeah my thought which is not an original thought i think uh i think other people have have said similar is that it probably will be like 
what I hoped this movie would be, which is like the final tour of the original Avengers um, in one, some way, shape or form, particularly of uh, Tony and, and cap uh, now that they're the only ones that are alive. I think that that will be a big part of Avengers four is them like uh, figuring out how to band together and, and stop this one last threat in some way that will probably involve major sacrifice of one or more of them. I mean, I honestly hope they all die <laughs> like to leave room for the next people. I feel that way about, yeah. So I want Tony Stark out of the picture. I want Captain America out of the picture. Uh, I want black widow to stay around because she deserves better. Black widow and Hawkeye both deserve better. Yeah. They, and also, you know, if black widow and Hawkeye stick around, that's okay. Even if they're not, especially if they're not like in core Avengers movies going forward. Um, Hulk, Eh, take it or leave it. Um, and Thor. I do want Thor to stay around because yeah. just let Thor go do Thor movies. I do and, love Thor. And do his own thing. He's he's a cool guy. He just does stuff. Yeah. Thor finally got good. That said, uh, if Loki is dead for real. Oh, yeah. Do you think Loki's dead for real? Uh, I think he's as dead as every, every other half of the universe is dead. But I think everyone is going to come back to life, including him. Interesting. Okay. I think everyone that got killed by the soul stone at the end will come back, maybe come back and die again or something like that for some of them. But I think, I think most of those will all come back. I think Loki and Heimdall are gone for real and I'm 50, 50 on Gamora. Yeah. I hope Gamora doesn't die. I do too. Um, I, so the other, uh, thought that i've seen bandied about which this one i didn't even think of and so i i would have to give credit to the general internet uh is that there's something about like the soul stone actually you know uh consumes souls or something like that and therefore they exist within the soul stone and can be returned um which might be what that scene where after thanos kills gamora and then goes into this weird sunken place and sees little baby gamora um that might be what that is all about and so like she's still a quote-unquote alive in the stone um yeah and maybe maybe she'll fight her way out or something like that that the the soul stone has the soul of the person you loved or something yeah something like that yeah which I'd buy. That that would seem decently elegant. I'd be sure. fine with that. I don't know. There's a, there's a whole lot about the stones that it's like they can't invest time into. Yeah. So it's like the space stone, you teleport. The time stone, you can kind of mess around with time a little bit. The other ones are just like, I don't know. Real Okay, reality stone is pretty well defined. Well, yeah. I don't even know if the reality stone is defined. Like, is it always an illusion or... Cause, cause the, well, cause the reality stone gets really weird given that it's like the main MacGuffin of Thor too. Uh, and it acts weird in, in that movie, yeah. like inhabiting Jane Foster and all sorts of weird, weird shit. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Crazy movie. Yep. Regardless, it's fucking wild that there's been 19 of these yeah. and that it was so successful and that they're like the biggest movies in the entire world. Yeah. It's it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. And that this movie, which is like, it is still a competently made movie, but also it's a movie you have to have watched at least a cup, like probably three or four other movies in order to even remotely understand, uh, what 
is going on. And realistically, you probably should have seen like 10 movies. Yeah. And it's like one of the biggest movies of all time. So it's a big risk. I, I think maybe that's also a big part of like my overall thought about it is yes, there's some element of like, oh, it's not risky given that you know that people they're going to undo it or retcon the ending or whatever. But like, hey, it's a big giant superhero movie that ends by killing half the universe with no score. And then the villain just smiles into the sunset and then we cut to black. Like, that's pretty ballsy. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that's of the biggest franchise in the world. (laughs) Yeah, they went for it. Cool. So, uh, any closing thoughts then? Mm, closing thoughts. Uh, Scarlet Witch deserves better. And, uh, Tom Holland is such a good Peter Parker. Oh my God. He's such a good Spider-Man. Yeah. You, oh, that's my closing thought. You really should watch Spider-Man. Homecoming. Okay. It's very good. Okay. It's on the list. Very I'll watch good. it in a month or something. Yeah, final thoughts for you? Um, magic is cool, especially when combined with superpowers. Uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Chill. Uh, hmm. uh, but yeah, okay, that, those are thoughts on Avengers Infinity War. Um, only a month or so after the movie came out. Uh, <laughs> if you have thoughts on Avengers Infinity War, or if you have thoughts on... We're probably going to do a, an episode like this on the Han Solo movie, yeah. I think, might be our next episode, or at least one of our next ones. So if you have thoughts on that, uh, you can email us at theawclub at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-A-W-C-L-U-B uh, at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at uh, the, a- I believe, also the AW Club, uh, T-H-E-A-W-C-L-U-B. Um, you can find our episodes at theaw.club. That's T-H-E-A-D-U-B dot C-L-U-B. Uh, where you can also find our episode topics guide if you are listening to this as your first ever thing and want to see what else we've done. Uh, there's only like five of them, so you could just yeah. look at the titles, but whatever. Um, and I believe, is there anything else that we say at the end of these? It's been a month. I don't remember. Made up club out. Made up club out. Legion cast. I don't think she's in Legion. And do I just think all white girls look the same? Quite possibly. Okay, seriously though, Google Sydney Barrett. No, no, sorry, Rachel Keller. Yeah, those are two very different names. Uh, Rachel Keller. Rachel Keller. Well, that's it's her character name versus her. Look through a couple of the photos. Oh, yep, yep. No, no. I see. I, yeah, I see there. Okay, thank you. <laughs>